<laughs> good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome back to everybody's favorite sporadic podcast, An Evening at the Movies. I am one of your favorite co-hosts. I am Casey B, and this is the podcast where we don't nod your head at me, woman. I was nodding in agreement, Dick. <laughs> God, oh. don't fuck with me today. You already know this. I know. Amanda so, is not to be truffled with today. <laughs> no poking the sleeping bear today will be had. So, as I was I saying, not to be truffled with. Okay. The nod interrupted my train of thought. <laughs> This is An Evening at the Movies, the podcast where we eat stale popcorn and drink watered-down soda and discuss all of our amazingly favorite movies and why we love them. And, well, if you're a member of the dozens and you didn't recognize the voice you heard in the background a minute ago, um, shame on you. Then what's wrong with you? Yeah. Right? Because um, this is episode number 80 of our library of episodes so at this point you all should know everybody by the sound of their voice so with that said joining me tonight on an evening at the movies obviously is one of my amazing co-hosts the queen herself her royal highness amanda kohlhofer welcome back to the show thank you thank you very much you're welcome very much. Have a nice day. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's up? Um, my um, don't open that door again for me. Thank you. <laughs> I almost what's fucking walked in. I started to say it and then I stopped and I'm like, nope, she's gonna fucking do it. I'm not gonna freaking no. Nope, nope, nope. No, I I actually was wasn't because I got distracted by a text message involving my shit show of today, so it distracted me from being able to be on point with my wittiness. But I'm back now, uh, so if you want to say it again, I'll I'll throw it out there. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna say it now because everybody's expecting it. But I will say this: fuck you, Bob. Thank you. The Bobs can go fuck themselves. So, if you want to know that, about Bob, find us on the Evening at the Movies group page. What about Bob, you ask? Oh, I will fucking tell you all about Bob. <laughs> I think after the last few weeks, I think all four of us could probably give you enough information and backstory on the fucking Bob story. But we're not going to be negative and depressed no. right now because we are here to discuss an amazing movie and do an amazing freaking podcast and have fun and fuck the haters, fuck the bobs. Haters and... gonna hate, 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 hate. Oh, Lord. Bake, 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 bake. That's not in there, but I sing that to myself when I'm baking. Oh, Lord. Bake it off. Bake it off. <laughs> yes, I sing that to myself. You're welcome. 
Oh, Jesus, fix it. I'm going to be spending five days in September with this. Pray for my soul. That was funny and you know it. Uh, poke, poke, poke. For those I cracked myself up. That's all that matters. Don't know. KCB is taking a five-day vacation in September and getting the fuck out of Washington. And you're coming to uh, the Devil's Ball Sack, which is Oklahoma and Texas. So good luck with that. I will agree with you that Oklahoma is the Devil's Ball Sack. And we're not going to further that any further. If people want to know why KCB thinks Oklahoma is the Devil's Ball Sack, (laughs) stay tuned. There probably will be pictures posted on social media. Blah, 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 blah. On or about the end. All of I heard was blah, blah, blah. I'm a sore loser. Blah, 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 blah. Collusion. There was no collusion. Uh-huh. Anyway. I'm kidding. <sighs> I will get hey, over I this. did my best. I vetted the questions as best I could because I know shit about Star Wars. Yeah, I know, and I ended up losing a fucking correct answer because you screwed up one of the damn questions because it wasn't from a movie. But I threw that one out and gave you a different one. And I got that one wrong. Oh. Okay, but okay, anyway. the Here's the moral of the story is that you are never going to hear a fair contest on the sip list or an evening at the movies. There is always going to be some kind of angle because somebody's always going to get butt hurt. And it's usually me, even when I win. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I <laughs> believe there's been two times that you beat me in trivia that you still complain that you almost got screwed. Because I like a fair competition. I don't want to win by default. I don't want to win because of favoritism. Even if I win, I want the competition to be fair to everybody. But yes, but anyway, we have fun with it. That's all that matters. And um, should we tell the people what's coming up or my trivia wise? No, we're not talking about my punishment. Unless you want to. No. The only thing, unfortunately, the crappy part about this punishment is if that damn, a picture gets taken and it gets posted on anybody's fucking social media, it's going to pop up in memories every year for the rest of my life. Oh, I know. That's, that's the beauty of it. Every year on this day will be the day you almost didn't have to do the thing that you have to do. (laughs) And you know, good and hell well that that's, Yeah. I'm going to make it my screensaver. If any one of the three of you post the picture, it's going to get shared every fucking year. You know we're posting it. I know. It's part of the deal. And it's part of the deal that I'm posting the picture of you wearing what you have to wear. Well, it's not going to be happening, so. Um, The fuck it's not. We're talking in a lot of code for people who don't know what we're talking about. We're probably losing listeners as we speak. Yeah, we're talking like we're the only people in this chat. (laughs) listeners have left the chat no please come back peoples i don't have enough of a freaking fan base that i can afford to lose people come on dozens get back come on so now that all the dozens have come back because they heard my cries and begs for return (laughs) 
I think we should discuss a classic 80, 1980s comedy from our childhood. I think we should. Um, I think, what do you think about discussing the 1984 comedy classic Police Academy? Do, 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 do. Sorry, I lost you for a second. Okay. Do I need to? What do that? I think about discussing the 1984 Police Academy? Classic Police Academy. I like that idea. Hmm. 1984, one of the best uh, years for movies. So before yes, we do that, we have discussed many 1984 movies on an evening at the movies in the last year and a half. Sorry. Some of which are even you. more iconic comedies on than Police Academy. Oh yeah. There's Beverly way Hills more. Cop. So yes. you're gonna update me on a what? So real quick, speaking of this, um, so I was recently on a fellow podcast called Mass Debaters, and they uh yes, insert joke yeah. here. Um, um the <laughs> podcast that I'm freaking currently at my wits end with right now well yes i was going to update you on the uh the uh the brackets and how they're how they're playing out so they are doing um top 180s movies and um deandre got this from rotten tomatoes and then you know did whatever so we've been voting casey and i so i wanted to update you because deandre is messaging me the results so some that being said, E.T. beat Coming to America by 50.5% of the votes. So that was almost dead even. Coming to America being out of it already breaks my heart. That was, that was actually the first movie that popped up in that round that I was pulling my hair out over. Because I'm like, I yeah. love Coming to America, but E.T. is one of the greatest movies of fucking all time. I mean, it's yes. on the AFI top 100 movies of all time list. Oh, and speaking of that, so Jeremy, who was just on the show that uploaded today, the Netflix show, yeah. um, Jeremy is from the Bracket Bastards podcast. There's a lot of Bracket podcasts out there. Um, so the three of us are discussing this. Jeremy has never seen Coming to America. Yes, I am calling you out, even though we already gave you shit in the chat, because who hasn't seen Coming to America? Right. Yeah, the, you guys that's can't see freaking, Casey's face right now, but that's the same face I made. <laughs> almost the same look as it was on my face when I was listening to Masturbators the other night and somebody referenced the fact that Ice Cube sucked in Boys in the Hood. Yeah, I if I could have reached through the screen, somebody was going to catch these hands because I was not happy about that. Holy ball. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. It wasn't a stretch of a character to develop for him true but still he was but great he's still i'm sorry yeah i honestly god think ice cube stole that fucking movie i think he did too uh, all right um so larry fishburn stole the movie larry good old larry <laughs> before he decided to become a real adult and become lawrence yeah exactly <laughs> 
Ghostbusters beat Wall Street with 88% of the vote. I am very happy about that. Yeah, I was like, start. Uh, yeah, some of these matchups, it's like, that's kind of fucking one sided. And if there's an upset in this freaking poll, then somebody's going to catch these hands. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Star Wars Episode 4 beat Revenge of the Nerds with 64% of the vote. Episode 4 or Episode 5? Episode 4. Episode four, first... came, episode 4 came out in 77. Oh, Episode 5. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back came out. In okay. Yes, you're right. I'm sorry. I The numbers and the titles, I have a hard time keeping them straight. Episode 5. My bad. Shit. It's okay. Came in Singapore. Fuck. Okay. Um, let's see. Wait. Back to the Future. What did Back to the Future beat? How did I miss it? Maybe Back to the Future is a play or a, a buy. Um, no, right there, was, now, there was one. It was up against somebody because I remember looking at the screen and going, fuck me in the ass. Well, this says, uh, so somehow you didn't put it in here. Spaceballs beat 16 candles with 67%. And Spaceballs will be going up against Back to the Future in the next round. I know. Oh, hell no. Um, the Shining beat Land Before Time with 53%, which I thought would be higher. And St. Elmo's Fire beat Raging Bull by 51%. St. Elmo's Fire will be facing off with E.T. in the next round. Ooh. So those are the current standings for your information. Ooh. I mean, I think you have to pick Back to the Future mm. against Spaceballs. They're both amazing movies, but yeah, Back to the Future is a really original, cool idea, and Spaceballs is a spoof of Star Wars. Like they piggybacked off somebody else's thing and made it funny. Yeah, I'm here for it. I love it, but I don't think I don't think you can vote for Spaceballs over Back to the Future and, and look at yourself in the mirror the next day. No. So yeah. And besides that, if you vote for anything over Back to the Future, your husband will come through the fucking computer screen and whoop that ass. Well, there are movies I will vote for over Back to the Future, but Spaceballs is not one of them. Um, I just messaged DeAndre to see if Police Academy made the list. Oh, by the way, um, I got to add a movie yesterday because there was one spot left for like a play-in. Um, less than zero because it wasn't on the list so i added that to the, Ooh, to the i love that movie yeah so we'll see we'll see how that matchup plays out but for now that's where we're at and man it's breaking my damn heart so anyway police academy yes because i almost got tempted to reiterate my post from the group page from yesterday that was freaking 18 pages long so we won't discuss <laughs> our bracket until a later date and time but know that there is a bracket tournament style bracket coming up on an evening at the movies and we look forward to everybody getting to have their voice heard and their input and crowning the ultimate winner in said tournament because the winner of the tournament will become the first movie ever to be deemed an iconic movie in our hall of icons wing 
Yes. So, enough about the future. We're not even to the conclusion yet where I get to run down my next 20 fucking episodes of an evening at the movies. And I'll definitely need a potty break at that point. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyway, so, any anytime somebody says anyway, I say this all the time to George. You can ask him. I always do the Ross quote. The word you're looking for is anyway. anyway. <laughs> so, Academy. March 23rd, 1984. Police Academy came into the world. Directed by Hugh Wilson. It was released by Warner Brothers Pictures. It had a $4.5 million budget. And here's the one that shocked the hell out of me. It had a box office in 1984 of $149.8 million. Which translates to to today's dollars as a $404.1 million box office. The average estimated audience with a average ticket price in 1984 of $2.50 would be 59.9 million people went and saw Police Academy in the theater. So, Not too shabby. Considering it's generally considered one of the we'll get to this when we get to the review but it's not necessarily as far as critics go are concerned one of the greatest movies of all time or even greatest comedies of all time for sure but um police academy actually helped launch the career of Several unknown actors at the time. Steve Gutenberg played Cadet Carrie the Mahoney. Um, some chick named Kim Cattrall played Cadet Karen Thompson. I have never heard of her. I'm surprised. I mean, I, you would think everybody. Mannequin is like one of the greatest <laughs> movies of all time. Okay, yes, but also, come on. I have never once watched an episode of the show that you're talking about. Oh, well. Look at me. I'm Samantha Six in the City. <laughs> From uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Kim Cattrall played Samantha on Sex in the City. And yeah, so she's Almost had a decent Everybody <laughs> in the free world knows. I mean, Sex in the City is like water cooler TV watching from the early part of the 21st century. Right. So anyway. Um, NFL Hall of Famer Bubba Smith played Cadet Moses Hightower. Donovan Scott played Cadet Leslie Barba. Barbara Barbara. Evidently KCB <laughs> cannot speak today. Um, incredible, iconic sound maker Michael Winslow played Cadet Larville Jones. Andrew Rubin played Cadet George Martin. David Graff played Cadet Eugene mm -hmm. Tackleberry. Bruce Mahler played Cadet Douglas Fackler. There's a lot of cadets in the Wait, Tackleberry program. wasn't OJ Simpson? 
I know he wasn't, but I swear to God, they're doppelgangers. <sighs> Douglas Fackler, Marion Ramsey played Cadet Laverne Hooks. Brent Van Hoffman and Scott Thompson played cadets Kyle Blanks and Chad Copeland. See how I did that? I combined those two together since they're freaking <laughs> boyfriends. Literally. Uh, yeah. G- GW Bailey <laughs> plays. <laughs> right. Okay, sorry. <laughs> At freaking seven years old when I saw, eight years old when I saw this movie. I, I had no idea. Oh, what? There's guys dancing together. I still didn't get it. I was like, okay. Yeah. I was, thought it was a biker bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it wasn't. Uh, G.W. Bailey plays first character ever to not be named Cadet Lieutenant Thaddeus Harris. George Gaines plays Commandant Eric Lassard. Every male from 19 that grew up in the 1980s favorite character, Sergeant Debbie Callahan, was played by Leslie Easterbrook. And George R. Robertson was played by Chief Henry, or played Chief Henry J. Hurst. Nice. So tell us about Police Academy, Queenie. All right. Well, Police Academy is a movie about, you guessed it, a police academy where people from all over go to become cops because they have suddenly, I can't remember the exact reasoning why or whatever, but have loosened their expectations and requirements for people who can join okay, the police don't force. Don't kill KCB for saying it like this, but basically the governor of the state that the movie takes place in basically has oh, they, blown yeah. up affirmative action and it's literally all over the place. It used to be the police academy. Was well, there. it's not even just, it's not even just that. Well, no, I mean, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's other minorities. It's people who are overweight or what, you know, like when he's taught, when he's talking, he's like, I could show a movie on your ass. Like that's so mean. <laughs> But also, they because need more the cops for some reason. Used to be very militaristic. Now it doesn't matter, male, female, the color of your skin, sexual preference, blah 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 blah, whatever. You're welcome to come join the police academy and become a cop. And they need more people in the force. I remember that being a thing. Like they need more cops. Like enough people aren't still signing up or something like that. But also, yeah, they. They loosen the restrictions to make it more "quote unquote" diverse, so you get a whole slew of different people coming in. Um, and then you have Mahoney, who is just a prankster, a, a you know petty, petty wise criminal, ass. huh? Wise ass. Wise ass. You know, nothing serious, but gets in enough trouble with the cops that they're just sick of his shit. And so, basically, this cop tells him, "You can." Go to jail, or you can go to the police academy. So, sending him to the police academy is going to straighten him out. Exactly, it's like sending your kid to boot camp. Spoiler alert: not going to happen. 
So Mahoney shows up and he's like, I'll just get kicked out. Well, his uh, cop friend has called to say, no, don't kick him out no matter what. So make him stay the full madness kind of weeks or whatever it is. Yeah. 18 weeks. It's some long period of time that it takes to go through the police academy. But yeah, basically Mahoney is being held hostage and can't quit. So you've got all these different people that are, you know, trying to be police officers. You've got the the short little, you know, festively plump black girl that is super meek and can barely raise her voice above a whisper. You've got the guy who's always been bullied his whole life, you know, who also is a little overweight and just wants to find a way to exert power and dominance. You've got the giant, you know, ex-football player or whatever he is. Florist. Well, he's a florist, but wasn't he like an ex-something? In real life, he was an ex-football player. Oh, I, I thought... Okay. Well, I, don't know I, don't if he was, I don't know if he was in the movie or not. I know at the midpoint of the movie when he and Mahoney are talking about it, he asks him, you know, what did you used to do before this? And he's like, I was a florist. And it's like... Yeah. Okay, whatever. The guy's eight feet I tall. Can, okay. I could think of almost any job in the world that would fit better to you than being a florist the irony of that is the fact that Bubba Smith actually was a Hall of Fame NFL player so he's big he's beefy but yet he had a little dainty former position or former job of being a florist (laughs) maybe he was the a florist like the florist in the town i actually don't think so he seems like a sweet guy he's just a regular florist oh he's sweet until you say one wrong type of thing yeah we'll get to that um, later in this so episode the whole- as well. um Yeah, so the whole movie is about everybody training and all the goofy stuff that happens. And then Mahoney falls in love with one of the female cadets. Um, Because Mahoney's thinking with his head between his knees. Yes, Mahoney's still trying to get kicked out. And then finally he realizes he doesn't want to get kicked out. But he takes responsibility for something he didn't do. And he does get kicked out at the end. And then all of a sudden, all the cadets are being called in to go help with some riots that are happening. And so this is their first actual. That was actually you know, started on by one of the. That was actually started by one of the cadets too. Yeah, in, inadvertently. <laughs> His ride-along trainer went into a store and brought him back out an apple and handed it to him, and he took it and threw it out the car window over his shoulder and hit somebody in the head, and a riot ensued. Yeah, so. And Mahoney sneaks his way in to help and, you know, blah, blah, blah. The cops win. He ends up with the girl happy ever after the end. They all become cops. Oh, there was a happy (laughs) ending at the end of that movie. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there in between that. That's just like the brief. Some of it we'll get to as we go through Um, the rest of with the fun facts and all of that, too. So much of this movie, though, hasn't aged well. Like, when I watched it a couple of weeks ago, I cringed a lot. Like, and 
you know, I know that back then, I mean, obviously it hasn't aged well in the, in the social climate that we're in. It's still definitely a funny movie, but there is a lot of stuff in that movie that would not be said in, in today's cinematic universe. So, oh, God. and for good reason. Okay. Just picking one piece out. What? Of the equi- no, you're fine. But just picking out one Hello? moment from the movie. Hello? Hello. Oh, there you are. I was like, what did I do? He froze. No, but just picking out one moment from the movie that definitely probably would not be done in today's cinematic universe. They're doing driving training and Hightower drives the course like you're supposed to, pulls up, gets out, goes and stands with the rest of the class. Hooks gets in the car and does her little slowly driving the course singing Santa Claus is coming to town. And then she's so cute. Copeland steps up to the line and as she's pulling up to the line to get out of the car, she runs over his feet and he freaks out. She gets out of the car and she's all like, I'm sorry. And he's like, You're sorry, you big dumb. Mm-hmm. It's not the N-word, but it's not a very racially friendly word. And I'm yeah. gonna repeat it. Which I had to look up not recently, but back in the day. Not what not when I first saw the movie, but like into my early adult years, I was like, I don't even know what that means. But yeah, I probably didn't yeah, know what it meant know. until I was probably ninth or tenth grade. I led a very sheltered life. Yeah. Well, and then you've got the guy that plays George, who's this like caricature-ish version of uh, Scarface and Ricky Ricardo mixed together. And he's a white dude. So it's just like, you know. But at the same time, he's not not a Latino either, though, because he's acting like one to get the girls. Right, and he does admit to that, which I think is fun. Like yeah. that was a good that adds you know. to the the story development. But yeah, at the same time, I don't necessarily think that type of situation would transpire as well to yeah. modern times. I think you'd have a character that could be a player per se, but it mm-hmm. wouldn't it wouldn't get acted like that. In my opinion, I do love that he is like sneaking around in a woman's robe and whatever to try to get to the female cadets. And then the lady uh, teacher catches him and he like they start doing it. He's like, I think I'm in love. (laughs) Right. Their relationship is pretty cute. It's probably one of my favorite things in the movie. He keeps calling her, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, basically he's met his match and then some, and it's, it's pretty cute. So, um, I have some fun facts here that I think you okay. might be interested in. I know one of these you're going to be interested in because as soon as I say his name, you're going to freaking get all freaking sweaty and probably need a freaking bigger glass of wine. Um, or a new pair of panties. Probably. Sorry, too much. <laughs> I have learned with the Podmigos that there's no such thing as TMI. We say well, we've got our mind. Know, and we, what? 
I said, you hope not, but you never know. <coughs> yeah, fuck it. If we've got something on our mind, throw it up against the wall and see what fucking sticks. Exactly. So if if you don't know by now that this is how we talk, I mean, I'd like to say I'm sorry, but I'm really not. You know, I mean, if you guys don't know that this is how we talk, whether it be any combination of the four of us, I encourage you all to go and you should already be listening to the sip list, by the way. But go check out yeah. any episode of the sip list where we play sip libs and yeah. you'll greatly learn rather quickly about horse shift but fuckery and yeah. roast beef curtains and cold carls and cold carls love gives you labia and you certifiably know fuckables and all of that also the sip libs is like trending like the people that i'm talking to that want to come on the sip list now are like excited to do sip libs they like i'm part of the cool kids club now that makes me happy well, now that your stuff is starting to trend, we need to focus on getting stuff on an evening at the movies to trend as well. I agree. All right. Go ahead and talk about Johnny Depp so I can, you know. Take a drink. Get yourself all cooled off before I say this actor's name. Um, there were four other actors before Steve Gutenberg that were in. The running to play Carrie Mahoney. One of them, John McClane himself, Bruce Willis. Mm. No reaction from Amanda, except crinkling I her mean, nose and I mean, your head back and forth. He's attractive. I just don't think I could see him in that role. I think he's a little too, he's not charming enough in the right way. The next two names I list would be a little bit more interesting probably than Bruce Willis. Hi, Abby. <laughs> Abby's bringing me my booze because she's a good daughter. She cares about her mommy's well-being. Casey says hi. Hi. <laughs> she said hi. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the next two actors that were in the running for Carrie Mahoney, Michael Keaton. Okay. And the subject of every episode of An Evening at the Movies next month, Mr. Thomas Hanks. Tom Hanks is a little too goofy and not suave enough. Um, I, think, I think Michael Keaton and Tom Hanks are half and half. Put Tom Hanks and Michael Keaton together and you probably get a better version of Mahoney. One's not suave enough. I think enough, Keaton could have pulled it off. Like, one of them is the perfect I mean, level of comedy. The other one's too goofy. Yeah. I think, like, I, think, two, I think either of the two of them could have pulled it off. But it would never. Gutenberg's a little more handsome than Michael Keaton, if we're being honest. I mean, well, I think we just the eye of the beholder, but that's just my opinion. I think Michael Keaton was a little bit older at the time as well. But I could see Keaton in the role. I think his personality would fit it. Oh, I could see all four of the people on this list in the role. So, Amanda kind of sort of lukewarm reacted to Bruce Willis. Yeah. A little bit stronger reactions to Michael Keaton and Tom Hanks. 
Now <laughs> we get the big one. <coughs> the final person that was up for the role of Carrie Mahoney before Steve Gutenberg. Fast Times at Ridgemont High alumnus. Beverly Hills Cop alumnus. <gasps> if you guys could see the look on her face right now. How did I not know this? Judge Reinhold was up for Carrie Mahoney before Steve Gutenberg. Okay, I'm sorry. Replace Steve. If I'm recasting this movie, Judge Reinhold, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. That's I could see it. it. Police Academy is not the it that you're referring to when you say it with Judge Reinhold. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, people that don't know, I crushed real hard on Judge Reinhold back in the day and still kind of do. Um, I think he could have pulled this off. I really do. I, I think he would have had to be a little more subtle and suave because um, he is kind of a he's really cute and adorable and endearing but I don't think he's as witty like Steve Gutenberg is witty and sharp and just like like the jokes just hit like you know so yeah. but yeah I like that so those were the four people that were actually in the running to get the part I actually have one two three four four more people who actually auditioned for the part but were actually not even really heavily considered one I guess oh yeah go ahead no, go ahead four guesses and I guarantee you some of them you will get. probably at least two or three of them you'll get okay um oh now that I'm on the spot I'm blanking uh Tom Cruise? Believe it or not, no. Too early? Okay. Um, Put it this way. Matthew Broderick? To all four of these people, no. All four people are people that you would not consider to be in the not in the running for Mahoney. They're that. Probably. They're all that iconic of Oh, okay. Actors. Okay. Um, One of which is an icon on an evening at the movies. Johnny Depp? Nope. From last uh, August. John Cusack? Oh, John Cusack could have been cute. Okay. All right. I don't know. Just tell me. I'm blanking. Icon from last year. Robin Williams. Oh, oh no. Okay. Billy Crystal. Yeah. Dr. Peter Venkman. Okay. I could I could see it. And the one that shocked the hell out of me because he his career didn't take off for at least another five years after this movie came out. Gerald Seinfeld. Okay. No, they definitely they definitely picked the right one with Gutenberg. I think they did as well. But um fun fact, 
Gutenberg auditioned for the role of Carrie Mahoney wearing his dad's old NYPD t-shirt because his dad used to be a New York City police officer. That's adorable. Um, Marion Ramsey was inspired to create the meek voice of Hooks after watching Michael Jackson in concert. Um, Debbie Callahan played by Leslie Easterbrook her attitude was inspired by Dirty Harry oh I was thinking mommy dearest but okay (laughs) either fucking way either way I like it So, with that said, trivia question. Okay. Three people from this cast were in all seven Police Academy movies. Can you name oh, all seven? Or can you name all three of them? Uh, I no, I I don't think so. Um, I'm gonna say hooks. No. Mm, Mahoney? Nope. Michael Winslow? Uh, I, that was my next guess. David Graff, Tackleberry. Oh, okay. And George Commandant Lassard Gaines. You know who I think should have played him? Leslie Nielsen. Oh, that was not that he wasn't good. He was great. (laughs) And I mean, when he gets the blowjob under the podium. (laughs) Oh, Lord. And to piggyback off of that, of those three that were in all seven movies, only Michael Winslow was the only one of those three to appear in all seven movies, as well as the short lived TV series. Oh, nice. I had totally forgotten that there was actually even a TV series. That's how short of a time it ran. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Let's. Oh, here we go, Bubba. So, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of um, mannequin, uh, what's his head? G.W. Bailey Harris was in mannequin. With Kim Cattrall. He was. He had the little bulldog and he was the security officer. Don't make fun of security officers. Security officers. Very important people. He was the original Paul Blart Mall Cop. (laughs) He was. And And you're not that kind of security guard anyway. You're cooler than that. But I'm way cooler um, than that. Thank you very much. You're you're not a department store security guard with a little bulldog. Not that that's a bad way to live your life because. Really, if you're spending overnights in a department store, you don't have to do shit. No. Unless a mannequin comes to life and seduces a window designer, then yeah. I wish one that was as hot as freaking Kim Cattrall was <laughs> back then would come to life and want me for my body. Yeah. Uh, oh, um, God. We have to do Mannequin on the show. I love that movie so much. Oh, I agree. Maybe our next 
run of guilty pleasure movies we can incorporate mannequin and a couple other ones yeah uh so yeah uh football tie-in um bubba smith like we said before is uh all pro former all pro hall of fame defensive end for the baltimore colts who played in two super bowls as well as leslie easterbrook sang the national anthem at the 1983 super bowl nice and that's about all i have from that so very cool what are your thoughts on the movie as a whole i think it's i think overall it's very funny it's um cute and witty and obviously the, we were so young when this movie came out but i saw this movie as a child so it's mm-hmm. one of those movies where you watch it again as adult an adult and it's like, oh, I thought it was funny then. I mean, like the whole podium scene, I had no idea what was happening. Like, yeah. I knew something silly was going on. I knew that, you know, but yeah. I had no idea that while he's up there giving his talk that he's getting a blowy under there. Like, you know, so it's, there's a lot of fun, you know, comedy slapstick. Um, and there's a lot of nostalgia watching it back. Like, like when Barbara's in that little Kodak booth. Like, do you remember those? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. People don't even know about this nowadays. You to get well, your film developed, they had little standalone booths where you could drop off a roll of film and then come back and pick it up. And yeah, you know, well, and like the guys in a uh, summer school, <laughs> right? Um, there's just so there's a lot of good silly comedy, you know. When when uh, Harris, I think he goes to throw the books out the window and the windows shut, <laughs> like just stupid, silly slapstick stuff like that. Um, it's definitely and, very... I, and I do like the. Go ahead. Well, I like the theme of of people who are. A like Mahoney, people who are just screw ups and you think will always be a screw up accidentally finding their calling in life and being good at it. Yeah. And then two. The people who are always underdogs that will always feel like they're going to be stepped on like hooks and and barbara to find their voice and find their power and be you know it's crazy because you see all these people in here for all the different reasons and a lot of them really are finding their calling and i so i think that's getting a little deep and sentimental for a slapstick 80s comedy but i like that part of it yeah no there's it has its moments throughout and I think the moments and lessons that you get from the movie balance out with the incredibly lowbrow humor. Because yeah, yeah, Police Academy. If well, you, you realize in... that Mahoney is a really good guy. Yeah, like like teaching High Tower. Like High Tower comes to him all sad. I, I we have to do this driving shit. I don't know how to drive. He takes so, him out in the middle of the night and teaches him how to drive. Granted, Bar- Barbara they, finally stands up against him, against bullies and Mahoney takes the blade for it, you know? Yeah. You know, there's some very good moments in the movie as well as I still laugh my ass off whenever I watch this movie. I don't care how many times. I, I've oh, probably yeah. seen this movie 200 times and 
I can probably recite it if I thought about it for a minute and pulled the stuff up in my brain. I could probably recite the movie from start to finish, word for word. But, I mean, for me, it's a great movie, and I love it to death. I would, I'm going to give it two ratings because I don't want people thinking I'm just throwing this away just on pure nostalgia alone. But just because of the fact I love this movie. Oh, was I supposed to give my rating before? Well, you could. You can give yours now before I give mine if you want. Well, I can go after you. I'm sorry. I didn't know that's what we were doing yet. Well, no. I. It just was sort of coming out anyway, so I just went with it. Okay. Well, I'll, so, I'll just do mine real quick so then you can finish okay. your thing. Um, okay. Okay. So I really like this movie. It's really funny. All, all the stuff you said, all the stuff I already said. Um. I am going to give it three and a half bullhorns <laughs> only because it didn't age very well. And it's not a five out of five kind of movie. I mean, it, it depends no. on your, it depends on your, what you're judging it against. I think for a good eighties comedy, it's a good solid choice, but it hasn't aged well. And so I, you know, I think three out of three point five, three point five out of three and a half is fair. That's why I'm. I don't know if that's why I said three and a half out of five. So <laughs> here's what I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna give it two ratings, and okay. then I'm gonna average the two ratings out to give you my overall rating. So technically, I'm giving it three. So as far uh, okay. as nostalgia goes, I like to be long-winded. Thank you very much. As far as nostalgia goes, I love this movie so much and I'm going to give it this rating and I know it's going to piss off a certain member of the dozens because how dare I put this movie in the same category as The Princess Bride. But on nostalgia alone, I will give this movie four out of five. Police bad. I would do the same. Only on nostalgia, I would do the same. So four out of five police badges on pure quality of the movie. Like Amanda said earlier, it has, it doesn't necessarily age well, all of that. I'm going to go ahead and go three out of five police badges. So add the two together and divide by two. My overall rating for police Academy is three and a half police badges out of five. Hey, we matched. So surprise, surprise. Why not? After we had that epic <laughs> run on the SIP list where. Yeah. We went five I don't think anybody's going to beat that. Yeah. Well, no, because we only do top fives. I mean, I think if I, I wasn't going to, if I were to do what you just did, nostalgia might not have been my judge. I think just comedy had been my judge, four out of five. Because this movie has a lot of just funny, sticky, like just, there's a lot of both witty and slapstick comedy in this movie that mm -hmm. just, it, it's a perfect balance of, you pretty much laugh the entire time. Even when the scary stuff is happening or even with like, like the part with Hightower where he's real sad, he can't drive and Mahoney teaches him. 
and he rips the front seat out of the car and gets in because he can't fit like just well yeah because they can't get him to fit right so mahoney's like okay well we'll just rip the seats out and we'll sit in the back i mean what the hell (laughs) so hightower gets out of the freaking car rips the front seats out and they get in the back and mahoney's all like yeah okay that was joking but this works comfort is important but then like you get like the super silly goofy parts with the like uh i can't remember the name of his character now but michael winslow when he's shaving and all of a sudden he starts acting like his razor's trying to kill him he's like ah like just you know it's stupid and doesn't have anything to do with story but it's i laugh my ass off at that (laughs) and for those of you wondering just imagine if we're saying the comedy is this stupid in number one imagine how stupider it gets in two three four (laughs) five six and seven dumb and dumber (laughs) every step of the way it keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse but yeah i still love the series and i still for the most part most of the movies i'll watch over and over again so i haven't seen the other ones in a long time so maybe i'll give them a if i have time give them a rewatch um, but if i can uh, make one recommendation um mission to moscow otherwise known as number seven is it, it oh yeah is the curse of michael Night myers on street two okay well i was gonna <laughs> say the curse of michael myers slash freddy's revenge of the police academy franchise so if you want to just 86 that out of the franchise feel you know no pressure to absolutely have to watch that gotcha so all right I will say, um, and I know that we actually decided to do this movie because I happened to catch this the end of this movie on late night and I was messaging you and we started talking about it. Um, going back because for a no full joke, rewatch. We love all the same yeah, fucking movies. We really do. I mean, literally, I, I know guys, we, if you guys could have read through every chat that we've ever had in the, what, two years that we've been friends. It's scary how many freaking movies yeah, we are platonic lobsters. I mean, we argue back and forth that I'm correct and Nightmare on Elm Street is better than Halloween. No. Because it but, is. But anyway, but as I was saying. I still love the Halloween as much as she still loves the Nightmare on Elm Street as well. Yes, that's true. So we just have the um, spots on our list. I will say, though, re-watching this um, from start to finish, having not seen it and at least five years maybe more was a real treat for me and i really enjoyed it so i'm glad that we did this because i really forgot how much i enjoy this movie so well and i started watching some of the other ones as well after i watched number one again and as much as i joke around about you know the quality of comedy goes down step by step with each movie I still enjoy, you know, Police Academy 2, Police Academy 3, Police Academy 4, 5, and probably after 5 is where I start to lose my love for the franchise. But so, yeah. I don't know that I. 3. 
if I'm being honest. So I mean, I, I guess I'll just have to give it a rewatch, but true. So that pretty much I think just about wraps up the police academy, though. Yeah. Unless there's something else you want to dip in there with. What was that? I said, unless there's something else that you have that you would like to add to the discussion. Oh, no, I don't think so. I mean, it's definitely, you know, fun had by all. If you've never seen it and you're watching it for the first time. Don't expect award-winning comedy, but if you're willing to... Keep in mind, it's 1984. Yeah, exactly. So and but we recommend giving it a try. The social commentary is different. <laughs> Way different. So with that said, All right. we would like to thank obviously the dozens for being here each and every week. You guys are amazingly awesome and we love you with Woo-woo. every fiber of our being. Um I don't want to sound like a jerk, but I can't let you go without asking. Um, is there anything coming up on the SIP list that we need to be made aware of? Why would you sound like a jerk for asking me to plug my own show? <laughs> because we both know that your database of built up knowledge or episodes that you've had in the bank is dwindling. Well, actually, um, so just drop today, top five favorite Netflix shows. Uh, next week, we will have an honor of Pride Month. I will be joined again by Zach from Better Left Unsaid, and we are counting down our top five favorite LGBTQ plus themed movies. Um, I also have a top five zombie movies coming up with Tattooed Squid podcast, and I was going to ask if you want to join that one. And then, of course, we have um, our upcoming our upcoming trivia challenge. So that will be coming soon, hopefully. You mean the one that my losing streak is coming to a fucking end? You know, whatever you need to tell yourself to psych yourself up. I still haven't. Discovered- There's one winner in this conversation, and it's not you. <laughs> I love you, platonic lobster. So I'm going to put my microphone down for a second because I need to tell you something. Am I frozen? Uh, yeah, you're cutting out real bad. Why are you Ross Gellering me? Because you called me a loser. I think your internet connection is shady. That is, that's why I'm pushing through to the conclusion. Okay, well, that's better. So, um, oh, fuck me. I've had these notes now, or (laughs) (laughs) I've had these notes done for a while (laughs) because, um, my coming up on an evening at the movies, um, Chris Cole and I will be discussing Rogue One, Amanda and I will be. (laughs) <laughs> pay tribute to Johnny Depp and discussing Pirates of the Caribbean one. Um, nah. Pod Migos will be discussing Wedding Crashers, which 
technically is still coming by the way at some point that's true so um array did if you heard those three wipe those from your memory um coming up next week on june the 28th is amanda and i and gene has been invited as well because it's karate kid day and we're going to wish pat marita a happy birthday um yes the month of july we're doing a tribute to tom hanks yeah yeah and we'll be discussing several of his movies that we love a few more episodes i gene and i are going to shoot for doing the first hobbit movie in august and maybe one or two else in there and then round out the last of our first hundred episodes with Stephen King birthday bonanza 2022. Woo! So I'm ready. Got, Can't believe got, it's already coming up. Right? It doesn't seem like it it's almost been a year since the last one and it doesn't seem like it's been a year. But we have It doesn't seem like I'm about to have an 18-year-old child, but yes, that's what's happening. So life life moves pretty fast. A week from Monday. If you don't stop and look around, you could miss it. Mm-hmm. And even if you are looking around, you're still going to miss some shit. True. So, but yeah, Stephen King birthday bonanza month and some surprises coming up for that month as well that are in the works. And I'll let you know about that. And those. then we will have Horror Fest. Halloween Horror Fest 2022. Which, which I'm already looking forward to because, you Halloween, know, Halloween. So, Halloween ends. We'll be discussing. Have happy Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Have happy Halloween, Silver Shamrock. <laughs> that is not a Halloween movie. That is Season of the Witch. It's still a Halloween movie. It takes place on Halloween. It is not a part of the Halloween franchise. It's not a Michael Myers movie. Exactly. I swear to God, Halloween just shut is, up. Halloween is Michael Myers. I win. You lose. End of debate. No. No. And with that said, anyway, I would like to tell the dozens, thank you for being here, and we hope you guys come back for an evening at the movies. Have a good night, guys. Peace.